0: Good evening, everyone. Live from Kerry Collins' video room, it's the 4th and Inches (laughs) Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening?
1: I'm just fine. Probably better than you are as a Giants fan.
0: (laughs) Well, the season hasn't even started yet. Who needs a secondary? And I'm Scott Swainy of FantasyFootballSherpa.com. It would help if I could pronounce the name of my own website correctly. So what are we all going to cover tonight, Janet?
1: Tonight we are looking at player rankings. Not so much a list, but we're going to take some time to look at each position, talk about some different guys, maybe sleepers, guys who have a a different role than maybe in the past, and some rookies. We're going to just highlight some, some different players that we think are worth talking about. Um, we're going to, as always, go through our injuries and transactions, which thankfully is a pretty short list tonight. But um, we're going to get through some positions. And if you want to talk to us during the show, have a say, you know, disagree or agree with us in, in whatever we're talking about, be it quarterbacks or kickers, there are a number of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, number one being you can call. And that number is 347 677 1608. Again, it's 347 677 1608. And we'll take your calls on air. We're going to be here for a full hour until 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Or if technology is more your thing, you can email us at the number 4thnincheshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thnincheshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4 THN Inches show. You can find us throughout the week as well on Facebook, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and through FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Uh, you can maybe try and send a smoke signal. I don't know, whatever floats your boat. There are a lot of ways to be a part of the show with us or to have your voice heard. So we do check all of that throughout the show, so feel free.
0: Yes, indeed. So what do you have for us on the injury and signing front today? I heard there was a big quarterback signing today, so I wanted to ask you, what do you think Brody Croyle is going to do for the Cardinals?
1: I knew it. I knew you were going to say that um as as the Sherpa has alluded to, the Cardinals waved injured quarterback Max Hall, he dislocated his left shoulder um they did what's called an uh, an injured wave, so he can actually return to the team after week six and he's going to be out for about four to six weeks, so that works out pretty well and did his shoulder find- the hurt. Yes, he dislocated so then he would be, his left shoulder. He
0: would, he would be making an injured wave goodbye to his teammates then, probably.
1: Oh, how sad. <laughs> but they did sign Brody Croyle, the Cardinals, as a, a replacement for him. And uh, Any other quarterbacks today? You guys may have heard, I don't know, it's kind of been under the radar. Kerry Collins was signed by the Colts, and... There's some serious concern about whether or not Peyton Manning's going to be ready for Week One. Uh, the fact that he hasn't even been on the field yet leads me to think that he's not going to. But he has started 208 consecutive games, and I don't think he wants to break the streak. So, um, here's Collins, a quick question for about... you. Go ahead. How many
0: How many How many Super Bowls has Peyton Manning quarterbacked? In one. Is it one or two? I guess it's. Oh, that's right. He wasn't there this year. How many How many Super Bowls has Kerry Collins quarterbacked in?
1: I think more than one.
0: That's correct. He's he was
1: <laughs> he was there with
0: Carolina in who knows when, and then he in the late nineties, I think, and then he was there again with the Giants and that. Uh, The debacle with the the Ravens which we won't talk about but uh, anyway just just a little interesting trivia so if you want to make the argument that the, the Colts actually improved their chances of making it to the Super Bowl in their home stadium this year by signing Kerry Collins I think anybody would have a tough time arguing with you
1: I suppose you could make that argument That's probably not what they were looking at when they talked him out of retirement, Kerry Collins, off his couch. But he has played in the division, so he has an idea of what the Colt system looks like from watching tape against them. And um, he, you know, he he keeps trucking (laughs) after all these years. He's still going out on the field and getting the job done. So I think he's an interesting choice as a stopgap. Curtis Painter was not lighting the world on fire or painting it on fire. It just, they needed to do something, and Kerry Collins seemed to be the best fit. So
0: Jim Sorgi isn't available.
1: We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, Chris Johnson's holdout continues. He met today with team officials, and no progress was made. He wants to be paid like quarterback money, even though he's not a quarterback or you know doing things that quarterbacks do. He still wants to not just be the highest paid running back. He wants, you know, wide receiver quarterback money, which is crazy. So his holdout's going to continue indefinitely. Um, the 49ers are still working on a new deal for uh, Frank Gore that's moving along slowly. He's frustrated, but at least he's working out. So he's a step ahead. Uh, the supplemental draft, uh, another thing that may have flown under some people's radars. <laughs> did, Terrell, did Terrell Pryor, Pryor
0: get drafted, or no, I didn't hear anything I, about I know, that. people,
1: there just was not enough coverage of this. Um, Terrell Pryor was I'll taken bet, by I'll the Raiders. i some
0: team like the Packers took him, right?
1: Nope, the Raiders took him in the third round, which means the Raiders have traded away four or five of their picks for uh, the 2012 draft already. So it'll be a quiet yeah. year for them in the draft room. They're hoping it will not be quiet on the field. But let's move on to some kicker news, because we know that's all the Sherpa's really here for. The no. Cowboys signed kicker Shane Graham today, who has about an 86% rate of completion and conversions. I, I'm not in love with this, but we'll that see means how Does that mean David Beeler is
0: gone, or are they competing?
1: I think they're competing, but who knows? Uh, The Vikings signed former Georgia running back Caleb King, who was unselected in the supplemental draft. He's going to try and find a home in Minnesota. The Dolphins signed running back Larry Johnson today. And the 49ers traded safety Taylor Mays to the Bengals for an undisclosed draft pick. Uh, there will be some meetings in New York with Roger Goodell this week about possible suspensions with the Buccaneers cornerback Akib Tlaib and Titans wide receiver Kenny Britt. Um, I'm sure there are a couple Britt, of other Kenny Britt, what did he ever do, do wrong? Phone calls. No, nothing. He never has brushes with the law. Just because he's
0: from <laughs> New Jersey, they want to talk to him and get him in trouble?
1: Hey, hey, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the Cardinals' second-round pick, running back Ryan Williams, has a ru- has ruptured his patella tendon. He is done for the year. It is a bad year to be a second-round draft pick. They're dropping like flies.
0: At least he wouldn't um, be an injury wave because his arm's okay.
1: I guess not. Maybe an injury high kick. But the Chiefs right. signed rookie wide or Chiefs rookie wide receiver Jonathan Baldwin hurt his wrist in a locker room fight with members of his own team. Uh, allegedly, he fought some uh, veterans on his team, some veteran leaders, and that's not going to go over so well. I would be surprised if he was around too, too much longer. Um,
0: they're not going the they to <laughs> cut him. They're going to just shove him in a locker
1: and... They're not going to cut him. I think if an opportunity arose to replace him, that they would do that. Yeah. But... Let's let's talk the Giants for a second here. Uh, the yeah. Yosi Umanura drama continues. He's had knee surgery. He says he'll be out four to six weeks. The Giants say three to four weeks. So somewhere between three and six weeks, he might come back and play. And I say might because he doesn't really seem interested in being a Giant right now. Um, the Giants' defense is. Pretty much their secondary is non-existent. They lost, what was it, their fifth cornerback to injury? Uh, How how are you feeling about this? Are you concerned, Scott? I'll pass. Uh, (laughs) And also it came out, John Mara, the Giants owner, said the team had a deal in place with tight end Kevin Boss, but Oakland stepped in at the last minute, and off he went to Oakland for, I'm sure, more money in years than the Giants had, but they did try to keep him.
0: Travis Beckham and will catch more balls this year than, than he will, than Kevin Boss will.
1: I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, but one interesting thing that Green Bay Packers, their depth chart, as it stands now, Ryan Grant may not actually make the team, let alone be a starter. He's really got his work cut out for him in these last couple of weeks of preseason here. Were you surprised to hear about this?
0: Uh, I, don't I don't know. I mean, they cut his salary by a million dollars and didn't offer him a bonus, which they usually do to smooth things out when the guys take a salary reduction. My my guess is he'll still be there. I mean, Starks, I, I like him, and he did really well last year, but I can't see them just cutting Grant altogether and, and going with, yeah. with Starks and Kuhn and whatever else.
1: I don't. I don't think they should cut him. But it, if he needs to work his way back up to being a starter, I'm okay with that.
0: I just, yeah, I mean, I, think no, I don't think anybody good. thinks he's going to get 25 or 30 carries a game. It, it seems to me like that has running back by committee written all over it, which suggests to me that I don't really want to draft either one of those guys, you know, unless does. I have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and that is thankfully it for injuries and transactions. I like the shorter list. I don't well think that's gonna always. last all year.
0: Probably not.
1: <laughs> we'll probably
0: have a longer list next week. Guys will be faking injuries so they don't get cut and all that kind of stuff. But no, I'm, ca- okay, I'm kidding. Just, just in, just in <laughs> case any of those injured guys are listening, which I'm sure they are.
1: Of course, why wouldn't they? While they're rehabbing, this is the place to be on Wednesday nights.
0: That's right. Unless you're Terry Collins, in which case you're probably studying your playbook furiously. I should say furiously studying. He's, he's probably not curious himself. He's probably very happy right now. But anyway, shall we move on to the, the yeah. regularly scheduled program? So what we were going to do tonight, as Dan alluded to earlier, is rather than say, okay, who's your number one, who's my number one, we thought you know, everybody knows that Michael Vick is good and Aaron Rodgers is good, blah, 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 blah. So what we thought we would do was highlight some of the players who you may have questions about going into your draft. Peyton Manning, what should I do with him? You know, Josh Freeman, Matthew Stafford, Kevin Cobb, what about the rookies that are all quarterbacking this year? So why don't we start off with the quarterbacks, and we'll dive right in with the aforementioned Peyton Manning. Do you still consider him a top-five quarterback, or are you scared that he's going to miss more than maybe just a week or two? How how, how concerned should we be, Janet? Janet?
1: Um, I think I'm probably going to stay away from Peyton Manning if I can. Uh, I'd be concerned. He's upset How far would you let him drop?
0: But you're in a 12-team league, though, and he's still sitting out there in round five or six, and people are drafting the likes of... Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford before him. Would okay, you well, hold jump? this
1: hypothetical doesn't work because I would already have a quarterback by then. I might take him as a second quarterback, but he's not going to be my starter. I'm I'm not going to put him on my team because I'm worried about it. I don't Did like he that, he's upset enough, that he I hasn't been able. Can I finish a thought and then you can tell me where you want to get him when he drops? <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: he hasn't been able to work with his trainer he's upset about that and the fact that he's recovering slower than he did from his last neck surgery and that's partly because of lockout not being able to have the same kind of support that he did and now that they're bringing in somebody like Carrie collins says to me that this could be more than just one week or more than a just in case and even if he does come back for week one how effective is he going to be? He hasn't worked with anybody yet. He hasn't been able to work at all with guys in the off season because he had the surgery. I'm concerned, period, about his overall production, whether or not he starts week one. So I would prefer not to have him on a team, period. But if he drops like a stone and I can get him as a second quarterback, sure.
0: I think I would consider him as a first quarterback if he – dropped, and I don't know that he will in most leagues. Probably somebody will take him before this. But if he's sitting there in the fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh round, because people are worried about him and his injury, I think I'd take a chance on him as a starting quarterback and then try to be one of the first people to take a second quarterback and try to back him up, You know, hopefully with somebody like Josh Freeman or someone in that tier, perhaps. But he, he's going to be an interesting one to see in drafts. Now, of course, I'm kicking myself because I just kept him yesterday in a keeper league where we got to keep three keepers, and he was our third keeper and had to give up the second-round pick to do that. So at the time, it seemed like a smart thing. You're not going to get him in the second round, late second round of most drafts. But on the other hand, now that he looks like he's potentially missing some of the season, that, that could come back to haunt us.
1: Well, yeah, but he is still Peyton Manning, and that's that's part of the thing that you can't totally write him off because he is a, a superstar quarterback.
0: Well, and he's so never missed a game either. I mean, I don't say he's Brett Favre like or anything—at least not yet. But
1: I mean, he know, the kinda guy. Is.
0: <laughs> Pardon?
1: He kind of is. He's made over two hundred consecutive starts. I mean, that's that's no joke. Well, no,
0: it's it's very impressive. But I'm just saying he isn't even. not that I'm a big Brett Favre fan, but you just realize how impressive that string is when you're talking about how many more starts that he has than than Peyton Manning would have to start, what is it, another five seasons or seven seasons just to catch up. It's it's pretty ridiculous. But anyway, the point... Point being that you know, he's Peyton Manning. If he's healthy enough to play, and I'm, I wouldn't bet against it at this point, even if he were 100% healthy, I think that's a good move to upgrade from Curtis Painter to Kerry Collins as your backup quarterback. But you can pretty much pencil him in for 4,000. yards, or even write it in pen. He's going to have 4,000 yards passing in 25 to 30. He's passing.
1: I mean, so we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fully on board with that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't so think he's ever I, had
0: fewer than 4,000 yards in his career. And, of course, you can argue whether he's healthy or not. But when's the last that time I that he looked.
1: missed the start? I mean, if he misses a couple of games, that's going to chew into this big time.
0: That's true. I think just looking at my predictions here, I, I just see that I'm a hypocrite because I actually had him down for 3,800 yards. So, oh, well. well.
1: There you go. I, I, I think I just won that argument. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you win. So How about let's move on then?
1: Yeah, everybody's 1 through 10 of quarterbacks pretty much has the same 10 guys in them. The order may be a little different, but it's usually the same. But when you get through to 11 and on, that's where things get a little different. And, you know, lists can vary dramatically. I'm sure my 11 through 20 looks a lot different than yours does, just because of how we perceive quarterbacks. So I... I think there's some young guys that are really going to be on the rise this year and have a lot of upside, guys like Josh Freeman and even Matt Stafford and Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco could be in that conversation, those types of guys. I mean, what do you think about that that tier of quarterbacks?
0: Uh, You just brought up some really good names there, and here I'll, I'll throw a couple more into the mix. How about... Yeah, you know, Mark Sanchez, do you think he's gonna get better or not? I don't. Kevin no. Cobb, is he gonna do well in Arizona or not? I'm not so sure. Cole McCoy, so. Jason Campbell. How are those guys going to do? Can Ryan Fitzpatrick be an effective quarterback? Is Is yeah. Alex Smith going to be worth drafting or not? And then, of yeah. course, we get to the rookies. But why don't we take some of those names? So, first of all, Josh Freeman. I think we probably agree that he's like a borderline top ten quarterback. Are we in agreement For there? For me,
1: I have him. I have him at eleven on my on my list of quarterbacks. All I right. think he. I think he he's. Good and he's gonna get better, his receivers are, are getting more experienced and his team overall is getting better, which is gonna help him. And from what he showed us last year, just from where he started to where he finished the season, like I I was very impressed with that and I don't see any reason why it's not gonna continue this year.
0: Alright, let's let's look at another tier of quarterbacks and, and I think we also agree that if Matthew Stafford stays healthy, he's in for a really big year. But let me just run some names by you and get your reaction to them. You you kind of gave me a few of your reactions before, but Mark Sanchez, Sam Bradford, Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton, Kevin Cobb, Paul McCoy, and Alex Smith. Which of those names, if any, jump out at you as people that you would target, maybe as a as an early you know, as a backup quarterback for your league?
1: I love Sam Bradford, love, love, love him. Huge upside. I think he's going to have a big year this year. Um, otherwise I mean, I. White
0: situation seems pretty unsettled. Does that worry you at all?
1: Not really. It's it's not hugely different than last year. I just I think that he they'll find a way. They always do with receivers. He's got a run game to play off of which obviously helps a young quarterback when people aren't always keying in on the pass. I just I really like what he's doing. I like his style and how he's playing and how he's holding himself on the field. It's just I think it's it's gonna be good.
0: And you think they're gonna win that division easily this year, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly from a couple shows ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm really into Sam Bradford right now. <laughs>
0: All right. Any of the other names that I listed there strike a chord with you at all? Colt McCoy. A lot of people seem high on him and Kevin Cobb. Let's just take those two. Where would you consider either of those guys as your backup quarterback or not?
1: Uh, Kevin Cobb. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a good year in Arizona. I think he. I I was always more into Kevin Cobb than Michael Vick on the Eagles in the last couple of years when it was like who's gonna start. I was always on Team Kevin Cobb, and
0: okay.
1: I think I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's got a decent team around him in Arizona. I mean, they're not all superstars, but it's nothing to sneeze at out there with the Larry Fitzgerald of the world. I think he's got – he's kind of the stereotypical stand-tall-in-the-pocket, throw kind of quarterback that I like, and I think he's going to do well. I would absolutely take him as a as a backup or a second starting quarterback.
0: It'll be interesting to see because I remember when Matt Schaub was sitting on the bench there I think it was in Atlanta and everybody said oh he's going to be really good if he ever gets the chance and sure enough after he overcame the injury bug yeah he's arguably a a top 10 quarterback now I actually like him a little bit better than that but so what all right last quarterback I want to ask you about before we get to the rookies Alex Smith does he have any future there would you just avoid him like the plague do you think Colin Kepernick is going to be their starter by I like Alex
1: Smith I really do. I don't necessarily think you need to be jumping on him in early rounds, uh, but as a flyer or maybe a waiver wire pickup for a bye week, I think Alex Smith is going to find his own under this new coaching staff, and, and they've given him a vote of confidence. I like Alex Smith. I still believe that he's got potential.
0: All right, now before we get to the rookies, three more names I just want to run by you quickly and see if you think any of them are going to bounce back this year. Donovan McNabb, Matt Hasselbeck, and Tavares Jackson.
1: Um, Matt Hasselbeck uh, allegedly has already suffered his first injury. Um, Tavares Jackson I have zero faith in. I'm not really up on Hasselbeck or the Titans as a team right now. I think McNabb is a good fit in Minnesota, and I think that he could be – a second quarterback in a two quarterback league. I think he could be a backup for you. I think he and Colt McCoy kind of are in the same area of where I would draft quarterbacks right now. I kind of like them both, but I think Donovan. I think this is a good situation for him.
0: All right, now let's. Yeah, you know, there there are a lot of rookies, and it's other than Cam Newton, it doesn't really isn't clear that you know maybe and I guess Dalton too but other than that it's Andy not really clear that many of these guys are going to be starting but let, let's go over the names of the rookie quarterbacks uh Andy Dalton Blaine Gabbert and Jacksonville Cam Newton in Carolina, Jake Locker in Tennessee, and Colin Kaepernick in in San Francisco. Do any of the and Christian Ponder in Minnesota? How could I forget? But do you see any of those guys being fantasy contributors this year, or are they all at least a year away in your mind?
1: I think they're all a year away. I think if you had to take one, I might go Andy Dalton. I don't like Cam Newton. I don't like the Panthers right now. <laughs> I I mean, Cincinnati's in a lot of turmoil, but I like what Andy Dalton's bringing to the table best out of the rookies and the rookie situations. He's going to have more opportunities than anybody else, I think.
0: Okay. So now that we've gone over the quarterbacks, let's move on to the running backs then. So let's let's start off. Darren McFadden, he's somebody that people seem to have really mixed opinions on. And, and before that, Chris Johnson, let's let's. Get to him quickly and then move on. But are you yeah. drafting him as a running back one, or are you just worried about his contract situation, maybe dragging into the regular season, and therefore you're going to stay away from him? What's your take I, on Chris? I John?
1: absolutely, I absolutely believe that his contract's going to drag into the regular season. Even if they sign it tomorrow, he's still missed a lot of time in preseason, and he hasn't. He's not playing in any preseason games. He's not getting contact to practice. My concern is that even if he signs before the season actually starts, he's not ready to start a season. He'll be out on the field week one if he's signed before then, but he's not going to be Chris Johnson then. It's going to take him a couple weeks to get the flow of the offense and get you know, really in-game like shape to get beat up on every week. So I don't think he's a top-five pick right now. I think there are other running backs I'd take before him. But I think that if you're a later round in the first round pick that you could still take a flyer on him, I just I'm not taking him in a top five pick. I might take him in a top ten or twelve in that first round, but you needed to draft other strong running backs in case that really drags out there. I'm concerned.
0: So how about Darren McFadden then? Do you have any faith that he's going to keep doing what he did last year in in Oakland? Is he going to be a fourteen hundred yard guy again? Is he going to be a twelve hundred yard guy? A thousand? Is he going to get injured? Michael Bush will be the star there. What, how do you see Darren McFadden? sees it playing out?
1: I you know I have a, I'm not really sure what to think about this. I think he's a solid choice as a fantasy running back. But I just I don't know if I would make him a first round pick, and that's where he's going in a lot of leagues right now, but just because of the situation in oakland and and just how the whole culture is and how i mean he he really came on strong last year, but it's not like everybody in the league's gonna look the other way so he can continue to run all over them. It's gonna be prepped a little differently to face the Raiders and Darren McFadden now, and I think that's gonna hurt his numbers, and I just I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a fourteen hundred yard back. I mean, maybe he gets to a thousand, but I would like to have other running backs around him that I know are going to be consistent if he's on my team.
0: So, how about Maurice Jones-Drew? Uh, injuries there. I I think I stay away from him just because I am worried about him. And if if I see richard if I see Rashad Jennings lying around in the in the later rounds. I, I think I sniped him as a as a backup running back. But what's your take on MJD and whether you would want him on your fantasy team this year?
1: I think I might have to agree in that. I mean, he's even said he's not 100%. He's more like 80% right now, and it's been something like eight months since he had knee surgery. And, I mean, the team doesn't think he's 100% healthy. That concerns me. And the fact that Jacksonville, the situation the team is in stability-wise is not very good right now, and quarterback-wise it's a little bit of a mess, it makes me nervous because the run game really needs to help carry them, which means he's either going to re-aggravate something or he's going to be vulnerable to getting injured again. And I just don't like the situation he's in health-wise or on the field, so I'd prefer to stay away from him if I can. I mean, if he's still there... Late in the second round, yeah, I'd probably take him, but he's not going to be because someone will draft him for his name before then. I'm really worried about his knee. He's a running back. He needs a knee to cut, you know?
0: Yeah, he might end up getting his knee cut by (laughs) Dr. James Andrews or somebody this year. Probably. All right, let me me give you three names, and you give me sort of your initial reaction to each of them. Steven Jackson.
1: Um, I like him. I've actually put him on a team. I because I feel really good about the the offense in Saint Louis, even though I know he's getting older and I just I still think he can be consistent and put up some numbers because there's a good passing game to complement it now. He doesn't have to take as much of a beating.
0: Well he's also got a couple of bona fide running backs behind him now, which he really hasn't had for quite a while. I I know they signed the a, a guy who always, Jerry Snorwood, who always got injured in Atlanta right. is there, and he'll probably get injured in St. Louis probably. too, but Cadillac but Williams said. is there now, so I, he, he's intriguing. Now, Frank Gore, he's somebody else that just given, I know he's been in camp, but given that he's 29 years old already and you
1: know, well, taking quite off a surgery which I'm, I'm I think,
0: staying away from him too. And I think also Michael Turner, I'm not as afraid of him, but I know he, he seems to have a chronic ankle problem too. So, or either of those guys, you know, Gore or Turner guys that you, you would know, want on your team.
1: As the I running back I, one. I'd like to take Frank Gore before I'd take Maurice Jones drew. I know Gore's coming off a major shoulder, the hip surgery. And his contract's in flux, but he's there, and he's a team player, and they really need that that run game to be a part of the offense. So I am I would take a flyer on Frank Gore potentially. I'd probably take Michael Turner before either Maurice jones or Frank Gore. Granted, I think his numbers are going to be down some from last year. I don't think it's going to be quite as big, and that's part of why he's probably not going to be available in a place I'm willing to draft him because people are so high on last year's numbers but I know he gets banged up a little bit but he he plays through it a lot which I'm okay with so I think I'd take him out of those three I'd take him first
0: so how about a couple do you think Peyton Hillis can repeat what he did last year I'm very skeptical
1: no No, he can't repeat what he did last year there's just no way and wasn't he on the cover of Madden uh, that right there but you're right it's wow. <laughs> a red flag, but his numbers are not going to be that big. He's,
0: is he going to be a 1,000-yard rusher? He'll
1: still be a good, I I think maybe, he maybe. But a lot of that's going to have to do with, is Colt McCoy going to hold up his end of the deal and be a productive quarterback? Because it can't just be all run all the time, especially not in the divisions that they play in.
0: Is Montario Hardesty a sleeper behind him or not?
1: I um, I don't know. If, I don't. I I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I don't think it's going to become a running back by committee situation. I think they're going to, you know, basically ride the Peyton Hills train as far as they can. I think Hardisty is going to be more of a complement to it.
0: So how about uh, No. Sean Moreno? Is he going to? He showed flashes of improvement last year. Is he going to thrive under the? New offense there in Denver, and and what about uh, Beanie Wells and Garrett Blunt? How what's your take on those three?
1: I'm excited about Beanie Wells. I'm very excited about him, partly because uh, he's going to get way more touches than we originally thought. Now that we talked about the injury to their second round pick. Um, but Beanie Wells is going to be their guy this year. And with Kevin Cobb there, I'm excited about their offense. I think Beanie Wells is going to have a big year. I think I'm I'm absolutely going to draft him if I can when the situation arises. Um, is he an think, RB2 think, type
0: for you, or what do you think, a second running back, or would you be looking at him as more of a third running back, or what do you think? He's
1: absolutely a second running back for me, no question. I think he can be. He's going he's gonna to put up huge numbers, I think. I feel good about him.
0: Reggie Bush, is he going to be worth more in Miami than he was in yes. New Orleans? I think he will. Definitely.
1: But... Definitely. I think he. you could call him a sleeper. I mean, he's falling to very, very late rounds in drafts. And, I mean, if, if the preseason game the Dolphins played this week was any indication of the kind of chemistry that he's already got after only being there a few weeks, he looks really good. He and Brandon Marshall really stole the show this week and I think that it's gonna I think it's gonna work for, for him there. I've I just it really flowed nicely. I, I took Reggie Bush on two teams already, late in draft. I mean I think he's gonna be a good sleeper pick this year.
0: Now does Daniel we might as well just touch on a couple of rookies then well actually let's hold off on the rookies. I have a few more players I wanna bring up. Tim Hightower okay. is he going to be the number one guy in Washington? There, yes or no? And if so, is he a running back two, a running back three, a second or third running back? What's your take on him this year?
1: Honestly, I don't want to draft any running backs from Washington. They have some good rookies there. Tim Hightower is a good running back, but Washington is kind of a hot mess. They have 800 receivers. They have like 38 running backs that could take the field and they have two quarterbacks who both think they're starters and neither should be starters. I don't really want any part of it because it's going to turn into a running back by committee situation, I think.
0: I'll I'll differ on that. I think if I could get him as a third or fourth running back, I would take that chance tonight. I think he winds up with 1,000 yards combined passing, I mean not passing, rushing, and and receiving <laughs> this year. But we'll see. So how about Javid Best and, Javid Best and uh, Felix Jones? Are, are those guys going to really break out this year, or do you just see more disappointment from them?
1: Javid Best is toe? absolutely going to break out. He's definitely breaking out. Felix Jones, on the other hand, I feel like, I'm because I'm a Cowboys fan, I feel like he's already broken out. But
0: <laughs> for no, people who aren't
1: Cowboys fans, that's probably not the case. I think Felix Jones is going to have a nice year. But the thing is, in Thousand Dallas, yards
0: rushing or no?
1: Uh, maybe it, he'll be right around there. If he doesn't, I mean, it'll be very close. It just—he's got two really good running backs behind him, into Shard Choice and and one of their rookies. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But there's there's always going to be some split time in Dallas. That's just how they run their running back system now. But I think Felix Jones is running back one for them right now, and I think he could be a second running back on anybody's team.
0: DeMarco Murray, I think, is who you were you were thinking DeMarco of. DeMarco
1: Murray, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how about let's let's now D'Angelo Williams seems to have really dropped like a rock in a lot of uh places yeah. because of the injury and Jonathan Stewart and all. Is he somebody you would take a chance on as a sleeper or no? If you could uh, get him say a second running back?
1: I don't know if I'd want him as a second running back. I just I don't really like what Caroline is doing. A third running back, maybe. Maybe i take a fire on him as a third. But not not if he's getting drafted as a second-round running back, no chance.
0: So we already touched on DeMarco Murray briefly. How about the other two? I mean, I'm not going to count um, Ridley from New England in this, but... How about Daniel Thomas in Miami and Mark Ingram in New Orleans? Do you see big things for either of them and, and which one of those would you rather have on your team this year?
1: I really like both. I think that you could put either on your team and it's gonna work. I mean, obviously they're they're kind of sleeper picks. They're rookies. But Mark Ingram, New Orleans has already, you know, worked him into the system somewhat in preseason and He's happy with his role, which is going to help exponentially, because compared to Reggie Bush, it's just going to flow better. And I think that he's it gives him a chance to not get torn up his first year and, and really learn the system and appreciate what kind of system he's in. So I would like him as a later-round running back. Same thing with Daniel Thomas. I think Reggie Bush needs a compliment. He obviously is a guy who breaks down at points. I can't remember the last time he got through a whole season healthy, but I would love to have Daniel Thomas as a sleeper or a later a pick. It was his sophomore year
0: at USC.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's the year he's been making his money off of since. But I, I like both Thomas and and Mark Ingram. I think maybe I go Thomas very slightly over Mark Ingram just because Mark Ingram does has to fight a few more guys for playing time and touches.
0: I, I still think I'd rather have Mark Ingram by a f- pretty big amount there. I, I think that's well, right. that's that's my vote between the two of them. So why don't we move on to wide receivers then? So just taking a look at some of the names here, I'll, I'll just throw this one out at you off the top of my head. How about um, our, our friend Mr. Chad Ochocinco? Is he going to have a career revival there in New England with Bill, with not Bill, Parcells, Bill Belichick or is uh cheese from the same pot, or is is that just a lot of hype? What what do you see for uh, for Chad Ocho this year?
1: I think it is some hype, but I think he's going to have a significantly better year this year. I don't know if it's, you know, the end all and be all to his career, but I Tom Brady and and Belichick have shown they can make it work with a wide receiver like Ochocinco with that big personality that was kind of you know, on the wrong path with Randy Moss, and look how well that worked out. They were setting records left and right. I think that he's going to, you know, he's a hard worker for as much shenanigans as he does and puts up with. He really loves to play football, and he works hard, and I respect that, and I think he's going to have a good year. I think I'd put him on my team.
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I, I mean, to me, he's a totally different player than Randy Moss. Randy Moss I think didn't Seemed to work as hard at it for whatever reason, no. he didn't seem as motivated. Whereas, you know, Chad Ochasenko, yeah, obviously loves to draw attention to himself, but I don't think anybody questions that you know, he's you know, really devoted to his craft and he's not somebody yeah. that's going to take plays off and you know, just sit out because he doesn't feel like playing or drop passes on purpose kind of things or not, you know, reach out yeah. for stretch out for passes, so let us let me touch on a few other... Now, Deshaun Jackson, are you concerned about him at all in Philadelphia, or is he still a, an obvious number one wide receiver to you?
1: He's still a... It pains me a little bit to say, as a Cowboys fan, but he's still a number one wide receiver. I know he's upset about his contract situation, but the Eagles, they don't do deals. They don't get pressured to do deals. He'll get his money at the end of the season, and he just needs to put his head down and work hard. And he hot dogs it a little bit, which I don't like. But with Michael Vick there, and even even if Michael Vick misses time, Vince Young and he, I think, could still be a very potentially good connection. So I think Deshaun Jackson should be a wide receiver one on anybody's team.
0: Larry Fitzgerald, where does he fall into your – is he back up in – a- either a first-round or a second-round wide receiver now. I know when they were looking at the prospect of having uh, John uh, Skeleton or Max Fall quarterback. Right. To team the he team
1: dropped. I mean, that was he was actually situation. dropping
0: into the third round in a couple of drafts I saw earlier this summer. But is he back? Is he back to being one of the top five, say, wide receivers yeah. now with? Yeah, Kemba? I
1: think I think he might be number five, but he's in that top five. And like I said, I'm a little higher on Kevin Cobb than most people are. But I've watched the games that he has played. I watched and I liked what I saw. And I think that he, I I know he and Fitzgerald worked in the off season. Fitzgerald kind of campaigned to get him to Arizona. And they have a connection. It's working. I think it's going to continue to work, and Larry Fitzgerald's going to find his his numbers again. I think it's going to be a good situation
0: now Vincent Jackson, now that he's back working with Philip Rivers and supposedly their chemistry is is back i I think he's he's right up there in that conversation too, in the top say ten wide receivers. Would you agree with that assessment?
1: Yeah, I think I could put him in the top ten. He'd be on the low end of it, but he'd be in there. Fantasy-wise, it's really hard to argue against guys like Phillip Rivers and Vincent Jackson because they do get the numbers. They put them up week after week, and while in real football, they may you know, start slow and end slow, they still put up numbers.
0: That's for sure. Now, Marcus Colston, I, I tend to like him more than most people do. I know most people say he's an injury risk and they've got too many other good receivers there that he has yeah. to share the ball with. But to me, he's the guy that if he's there is the one constant in their office. I mean, he's he's somewhat inconsistent from game to game in terms of the number of, of targets he gets. But to me, you can pretty much write him in for 1,100, 1,200 yards if he's healthy for the majority of the season, whereas the other guys, you know, when you're looking at, at Henderson and Moore, is, uh, and um, uh, who am I forgetting there? But, you know, okay. those guys are more like the – and uh, Lance – and, you know, those guys to Lance. me are – and Meacham, they're more like 400 to 800-yard guys, whereas I think Colston is the one I want to own there. But it sounds like you're not as high on him as nope. I am.
1: Nope. I I'm one of those people who thinks he's an injury risk. I don't like that there's so many people there because I like – consistency in my fantasy team, and I don't want him to have a terrible week, tank my fantasy team for a week or two, and then cost me the playoffs because of it. I'm not prepared to take that kind of situation on because it just makes me angry.
0: (laughs) All right. And
1: so Marquise Colson and pretty much the wide receivers from New Orleans as a whole, I tend to avoid because I just don't like trying to play the guessing game that goes along with it.
0: Now, speaking of angry, Kenny Britt, is he somebody you would draft at all, or is he someone that should be avoided at all costs? Are you af- afraid of him at all as an injury, not an well, injury risk, suspension
1: risk or I've had him, I've had him on the team in the past, and it's a big risk, big reward kind of thing, because there are games where he's going to get you 50 points because he's going to go off, but... This year, it's going to really depend on who else is available when it's my pick and he's still on the board, because I think there are other guys who are going to be more reliable, and maybe over the whole season, I get a few less points because of it, but it's just so much less drama, and he's going to have some kind of suspension, probably two games. And I don't – I just – there are guys who don't have that baggage with it that maybe I'd prefer to take.
0: Speaking of baggage, let's touch on a couple of wide receivers out in San Francisco, Michael Crabtree and Braylon Edwards. I like Edwards a lot going into this season, partly because I like you a little bit higher on Alex Smith and most people are too, but partly because I think Crabtree I it just seems like his foot is still messed up, and he might not even yeah. be ready to start the season. So I could, I could see Braylon Edwards having a thousand-yard season in San Francisco, even though you know, he's new to the offense and all. But it, would you, how do you feel about about those two?
1: Yeah, I've just never really been uh, a fan of Michael Crabtree at any point. And the fact that he was walking around in a boot for part of preseason, I'm not really a fan of that either. I am I think Braylon Edwards is going to have a really nice year. And for him, it's a contract year. He's on a one-year deal. I mean, he's looking to, to make a big splash, to show the Jets what they're missing and these other teams that he, he was talking to. And I think he's got a lot more motivation, and he's in a good situation to really excel.
0: So, Here's here's a couple more names I want to throw out at you, teammates. In Denver, Brandon Lloyd and Eddie Royal. Which one of those do you like more going into the season? I'm actually going to be a contrarian and say I think Eddie Royal is going to have something that will look a lot more like his rookie season where he caught 90-plus balls than the last couple years, but... Do you do you um, believe Brandon Lloyd is for real after last year and do you think Eddie Royal is a, a sleeper this year?
1: Uh I think I can agree with both of those. I I might I mean I I like having Eddie Royal on my team. I tend to put one or two one or both of them on teams each year. And I just the whole Denver situation's a little screwy with their offense, so I would tend to maybe go Eddie Royal if I had to put one of the two just because his upside's a little higher, but I think Brandon Lloyd's going to have a nice year if their offense can stay functional.
0: How about Steve Johnson in Buffalo, speaking of of guys that had a breakout year last year like Brandon Lloyd? Is Steve Johnson somebody that you have any faith going uh, into this season with? I actually think he's somebody I would look at as more like a wide receiver three, but I'm not sure that he's going to get a 1,000 yards again this year, but what's your take on Steve Johnson?
1: He's again? the only wide receiver there, and they're, we never know what's going to happen with their quarterback or running back situation. It's like a revolving door. I don't want anything to do with anybody from Buffalo right now. I mean, show me another year when you might have some good going on, because Stevie Johnson seems like he's got the kind of personality that if they lose eight games in a row, he's going to be real cranky, and I just I don't know enough about him and I don't think his numbers are gonna hold up.
0: So speaking of cranky, what about Steve Smith in Carolina? Is he somebody that could see a resurgence if if Cam Newton plays better than expected or is he just wasting his talent there?
1: He's wasting his talent there. Cam Newton's not gonna play better than expected. <laughs> well even if he I don't think Kansas don't has think any he's... business being a quarterback right now. None. So I, I don't. I'm not going to draft Carolina receivers because I don't have any faith in their quarterback situation.
0: Are you on the Jacoby Ford bandwagon in Oakland? Yes or no? I'm not. Yeah. But you I, are.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think Sorry. I'm not making him wide receiver one, but maybe as a, a two or three. I don't know. I like him.
0: So he's a sleeper for you. Here's here's a couple other names I'll throw out. These are both slot type guys, but Danny Amendola and Saint Louis and Jordan Shipley in Cincinnati, how do you feel about uh, those two guys? And if you have a choice both. between them, which what? one do you take? I think I take I take Amendola over Shipley, although I kinda of like Shipley better.
1: Well, all last year I was talking about Jordan Shipley. I mean I'm big time on the Jordan Shipley and Riley Cooper out in Philadelphia, big time on their sleeper bandwagons but Amendola, going to get more targets, better offensive situation. He's the better pick out of the two, fantasy-wise, for this season. Over the course of time, if I'm on a a dynasty league or keeper league, I might pick Jordan Chipley because once their offense starts to to regrow after this year of basically implosion, he's going to be a superstar in this league. He's going to be a phenomenal wide receiver.
0: I hope you're right, because I just took him with a six-round pick in a 32-team league, so
1: I I hope you're
0: right, so we'll see. Now, how about some of the rookies that have been getting a lot of attention? The the main two that people are focusing on, of course, are, are Julio Jones and A.J. Green. Now, which of those two would you rank more highly, and would you want either one of them on your team, and if so, where would you slot them?
1: Julio Jones, I would, I like them both. I like Julio Jones a lot better. I think Julio Jones is going to have an impact and a big one this year. He could be a second wide receiver. I mean, if you're in a really deep league, he could be a first wide receiver. I know a lot of people aren't, aren't feeling it as a fantasy option, but I love Matt Ryan. I love the situation he's in. He's working well within the offense. I really believe Julio Jones is going to have a good year.
0: Coincidentally, I have him ranked right next to Des Bryant on my rankings, and I think that's a pretty apt uh, comparison personality-wise, I, I but in terms of potential that. impact. <laughs> I don't think Julio Jones is going to be returning kicks, but uh, we'll see. Now, Percy Hardman, are you buying him as a wide receiver, too, this year yeah. or not? I yeah, think I am not. I think I'm still afraid of the either the quarterback situation in Minnesota there or the migraines or something else, but... You, I think like he you're more and Donovan are going to work it.
1: well. He hasn't had a migraine all summer. I think it's probably more football-related with all the impacts, so I think it will still be an issue periodically. But I I don't think the quarterback situation with McNabb is a reason not to draft him.
0: I think Percy Harvin's going to drop out of football altogether and just say it's more headaches than it's worth.
1: Oh, you're so silly. <laughs> All right, how
0: about James Jones in Green Bay? Are you on his bandwagon or not? Are you buying that he's going to supplant Donald Driver there this year and he'll really become their their, you know, secondary weapon or maybe tertiary if you count your Michael Finley, but what do you see in store for for James Jones this year? I, I think he's more of a wide receiver 3 or wide receiver 4 type, but I'm how more, do you think I'm more team? thinking
1: he's a 4. Uh, i just... There are a lot of good options in Green Bay. I don't think he's going to usurp Donald Driver. I mean, it's just the connection that's there between Rodgers and Driver right now. It's just it's he he trusts him. He knows he's going to be there. He runs his routes. I just I think he's more a wide receiver four. He's more of a sleeper, I would say, than anything.
0: Okay, last wide receiver question then two other rookies that we didn't really touch on, but Titus Young in Detroit and Greg Little in Cleveland, are either of those guys worth putting on a fantasy roster or not?
1: For me, not right now. I I don't think so. I think they're more of a waiver pickup, or if you're in a deep league, you know, a last round or two.
0: And uh, Leonard Hankerson, I guess, because he's in Washington, you would stay away from him because they have so many other receivers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Plexico Burris? Are you touching him at all in any leagues, or leaving him alone?
1: Um, you know, it's really depend who else is there when I'm drafting, like who else is available at that pick. But I wouldn't not draft him. I I would take him, but I'm not making him wide receiver one or two. Oh no, I, I'm
0: looking at him as a definitely a backup type guy. If I take him at all, and then hope for the best. But I think he's more of a lottery ticket kind of guy that you just yeah. That, that's my. Mm-hmm two cents on him so all right um let's move on then to oh one more the two mike williamses which do you think either of those guys repeat what they did last year and which one are you higher on
1: um i don't know if i'm necessarily super high on one versus the other um one of them's in seattle now though right
0: yeah the mike williams that broke out last year in seattle
1: He's a Seattle. And Mike now Williams. he's
0: got Sidney Rice there with him, and Tavares Jackson or Charlie Whitehurst is a quarterback. So that doesn't seem like a good Part of the problem is I don't
1: like anything that's happening in Seattle. So I guess if I had to pick one, it'd be the other Mike Williams. <laughs> right. I know that kind of goes against the numbers from last year, but his situation's better.
0: Agreed. So let's move on then. we're We're running out of time here. So how about tight ends? Are there any... Real sleepers. We all know Antonio Gates and Jason Witten is are good. For sure, Michael Finley is he going to be a top three type end this year? Top five? Where would where you see him?
1: He for me is is a top five. He's not a top three. Uh, Agreed. I think he's more like five if he's in the top five.
0: Jimmy Graham, I like him actually a little bit better than Brandon Pettigrew this year. Agree or disagree? Hmm.
1: I would agree but marginally. Um I right now I have Brandon Pettigrew six, Jimmy Graham seven, and I think they can flip flop. I like them both a lot. Um Brandon Pettigrew sorta gets the edge up for me because Jimmy Graham's gotta fight all those other wide receivers out in New Orleans and Brandon Pettigrew most people's issue with him is that he's never healthy. But I just I feel like this I have a good feeling about this year.
0: All right, so how about Rob Gronkowski in New England? Is he going to finally break away from Aaron Hernandez? Uh, when I say finally, it's only their second year, but the he, Brady threw, I think, 16 touchdowns to his tight ends last year, and Hernandez, I think, had four or six. I think it was six, and and, uh, and Gronkowski had ten. Is, is he the guy there that you want of those two, Gronkowski? No,
1: not, I'm not taking either of them. Um, I I think it's going to still be tight end by committee. I know a lot of people think that it's going to be uh, Gronkowski and that Aaron Hernandez is going to just be kind of a distant memory. But I don't. That's that's just not how Bill Belichick does things. And I think that it's, it's going to be detrimental to your team to try to pick one or the other.
0: Now, how about uh, Jared Cook in Tennessee? Are you buying all the hype about him or not? I'm not.
1: No. No, I am not. Sorry, Derek. Okay. But...
0: All right. Yes. And now two rookies that are getting quite a bit of, of of publicity, of course, are Lance Kendricks in St. Louis and Kyle Rudolph. Do you draft either one of them? I say no.
1: Uh, no, I would say no. Um, there there are enough tight ends that you could get 12 out of this out of the current players. That'll give you enough points to be all right. I don't think you need to make those kinds of moves yet.
0: All right. So now let's move on and just talk briefly on defenses. Is there ever a case where you would want to take a defense with more than, say, your second-to-last pick? Are you someone that likes to reach for one of the better defenses? I always do. I never
1: never leave it that far. I mean, very, very rarely. Uh, I think there are maybe four... Four defenses that I would say I would pick significantly earlier than that because they're not going to be there at that point. Which um, four are they? Uh, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Packers, and the Jets.
0: And are the Ravens still an elite defense or not? I think they I are. Think
1: they, I think they are. I think they're a top ten, but I think they're in the five through ten. I don't think they're a top five defense.
0: Are the Giants in that boat?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Are the Kansas City Chiefs in that boat? No, I disagree.
1: <laughs> I All right. Think, well, we disagree about a lot of things about the Chiefs. So, I... but just one thing,
0: one point I want to make, and we made this on last week's show too. But if you're if you're in a league and the defenses count the points allowed and the yards allowed, or preferably even both. Mm-hmm those tend to be a lot more predictable than the interceptions and the sacks and the fumble recoveries and all. So the right. more that your defensive scoring relies on those two categories, the, the points allowed and the yards allowed, the more comfortable I would be, quote-unquote, reaching for a defense. Other than that, if it's just the random stuff, then I, I don't think there's any need to reach for a defense if you're going by sacks and interceptions and things like that.
1: Well, we draft, we draft 100% differently. Our styles yes, are do. complete polar opposites. So All right, any, I totally any, sleeper with defenses,
0: any sleeper defenses for you this year or no?
1: Um, You know, that I have a couple that I like. I mean, I think, I guess the Rams can be considered a sleeper defense. I like them. Um, the 49ers have been an interesting kind of deeper sleep pick at defense. Uh, I mean, I think the Falcons could be all right, too, and some people are kind of considering them a sleeper, so I think those are good options.
0: All right, I am going to make a friendly prediction, which you're free to disagree with, but I predict the Kansas City Chiefs will win more games this year than the St. Louis Rams. Would you accept that? prediction. I I would
1: wholeheartedly accept that that it will not happen.
0: Okay. We'll we'll put that one in the books and and see who's right come January then. So, we need last to make the, a
1: compile a master list of all of these. So, that people well, know. I, I'm
0: sure are I'm sure some of our hardcore listeners are are doing just that as we speak. So, last thing we we need we have a minute allocated to kickers. Really quick. The only thing I'll say about kickers is, you know, don't don't try to be smart. You know, save them till the very end because they are entirely unpredictable. If you want to rank them in any kind of order, I say rank them in the in the order in the same uh, order that you would rank the team offense. So that means you know, teams like the Eagles and the and the Packers and the Saints and the Chargers. Those are the teams that you want to grab your kicker from. Agree or disagree?
1: Um, I don't or agree. Don't but care. that's I right. I care. I draft kickers in, in my own special little way, I guess. I, I don't
0: right.
1: need that approach. But uh we're out of time, so we're done talking about kickers. Uh we will be back here next week, Wednesday night from nine thirty to ten thirty PM Eastern we're have time have a as we are next week. next week. And we will have a special guest. You'll have to tune in and see who it is. Um <laughs> You can find us all week long on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Facebook, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4 show at gmail.com, at the number 4 show at gmail.com. We're on Twitter under the same handle. And we will see you next week. Be sure to check out FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Thank you for listening. Your
0: customized projections. Yes, good night, everyone. Have a great week. And if your draft is this weekend, good luck.